Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wolverine 24-7 podcast, your audio source for all things Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Zach Shaw. Steve Lorenz here with me. You can read all of our stories over at the michiganinsider.com, michigan.247sports.com. We we try to podcast twice a week. Obviously, we write a lot more than twice a week, so be sure to check out football, basketball, recruiting updates throughout the offseason, beyond the offseason, too. Uh, If you like the podcast, be sure to tell your friends, share it, rate it, subscribe it. Uh, getting a lot of positive feedback about it the past month or so. Love to see that. Love to see more of that. Anyway, this episode, um, it's going to be uh, kind of an interesting one. We're going to – I saw a couple of other, our other sites do this. Thought it was a fun idea. Fun way to kind of – you know, we're finding different ways to slice, like, what we think is going to happen if, if there is a football season. But, but I thought this one was interesting. It's basically a two-team draft so steve and i will be competing sort of um looking at basically drafting a starting lineup and then you can have so i was thinking steve we can have the starting 22 and then maybe one flex player on each side of the ball and then uh the punters and kickers and so and then we can if we have specializations like the viper versus the sam you know things like that then then we can clarify that but generally trying to keep it realistic to a team that you would you would put out there for for a field so one way this one thing this will do is it'll showcase who we think are the most valuable players on the team which players would you start the team around and then and then kind of quietly talk about who we believe will or will not win position battles too so uh, Steve, do you want to go first or second? We'll do snake style. So whoever picks second will also pick third. Uh, any preference? I'll go second. Okay. All right. I'll go first with the first pick of this draft. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't do it. Yeah, every we do time. that. I was gonna say I ain't doing that every <laughs> pick, man. Uh, no, I'm gonna go with Jalen Mayfield. <laughs> Sorry, you might have to bleep that out, or you know, it's fine if to swear one time on one podcast. Um, dang, that stinks. Uh, so my first two picks, I'm going to take, uh, Aiden Hutchinson will be one and I'm going to go Ambry Thomas for the second pick. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to put you in a bit of a bind here. So my, my second pick, I'm going to go with Ryan Hayes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) A little game gamesmanship there, and then my my next pick. Oh, I had notes. You know, what? I need to pull those up. Um, <laughs> with my fifth pick, I'm gonna go with Nico Collins. Okay. Hmm. For the listeners, we're gonna do. Um, let's every four rounds. How about we break down what we have so far? Sure. Next round, I'm going to go Daxton Hill. And then I'm going to go – yeah, you did leave me in a bind on that one. Um, the good news for you is I will not pick an offensive tackle again. Right. That's Yeah, that's what I thought there. <laughs> it's like when people take all the closers in a, in a fantasy baseball draft. Um, I'm going to go McGrone. I'm going to stay defense. So okay. I'm going to go Daxton Hill and Cameron McGrone. All right, then I'm going to go with um, Brad Hawkins because I, I do need one of the starting safeties. And then I'm going to go with 
Oh, I can't give I can't leave him on the board. Quitty pay. Yeah, I should have taken him last round. Um all right. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna go Giles Jackson. And Zach Charbonnet. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, oh, this is easy. These guys are both pretty high on my board. Uh, Carlo Kemp and Ronnie Bell. Yep. I will go Chris Hinton. I, I'm going to go uh, – that's a tough one, man. Um, Chris Hinton. Vincent Gray. Okay. All right. All right. Hmm. Felt like the clock was running low. I had to make a decision <laughs> there. Uh, to close out after this one, or no, well, then you'll have your round, right? Yep. Okay. So you just pick one next time, but then we'll then we'll discuss it. Sounds good. Um, so we'll go. <clears throat> I will go with Nick Eubanks. And Michael Barrett. So I'll go Carson. I'll go Carson Barnhart. Okay. All right. So we did eight rounds, nine rounds. So a little bit. Got, kind of got into a groove there. Um, we'll talk about some observations. Obviously, the big one, no quarterback yet. On your end, is it fair to say part of it is you just aren't sure the difference between the two and you know one of us is going to pick one, one is going to pick the other and kind of speaking to how close that competition will be? Yeah, two bites first I think is really – and it, it, yeah, I mean it's one – how about this? You know, 24-7 did a big national draft where – just don't get me wrong, it was ridiculous, but McCarthy fell to like the 23rd – or 20, I mean, there were like 12 analysts and he fell all the way down because it was the same logic as you taking your offensive tackles where I know you're not going to take one for a while. Um, if we feel similar about both of these guys, it's kind of hard to want to jump in and just take one because whoever takes one first and then the other guy doesn't have to take one. You can take one the last pick, mm-hmm. you know, right. so it is a little bit of, draft strategy but it is also like yeah that we did like and nobody uh knows who's going to come out on top of that job right now like that's kind of where it's sort of stuck in a hard place with the quarterback deal in any capacity of trying to project it yep and so for the opposite reason Jalen Mayfield was both of us would have taken him first overall I assume and so the key there he's the only returning starter on the offensive line you need five offensive linemen in this draft Plus, not to mention, he is seemingly a unanimous or consensus first-round pick. Um, you know, whenever he decides to declare, I think a lot of people assume that it'll be next year. I'm probably in that group. But you know, you can build franchises around offensive tackles. He is the only offensive lineman that we know will be good for Michigan this fall. Uh, and then, I mean, he's also just really good. You took. Hutchinson and Thomas, not a not a huge surprise there. Uh, any any thoughts on their irreplaceability? I know I know Hutchinson definitely has another defensive end partner who's pretty good, but uh, both of those two, I think, 
you know, a couple things here, a couple things there. And they're suddenly talking about, you're, you're suddenly looking at them as potential all Americans. Right. That was actually, I thought about either way, you know, cause Quiddy very good against the run. Um, could have really gone either way with that one, but wasn't going to take both as tempting as it may be. Cause I, I wanted Thomas, you know, as I think almost not quite similar to offensive tackle where Mayfield is sort of that, head and shoulders above because I think there's a lot of room for Vincent Gray to grow and we know how much they like another un- an undrafted uh, cornerback out there. But, yeah, I mean, I thought two semi-no-brainers in that situation. Yeah. yeah. And then I took Hayes. Um, he's – I mean, there's been a lot of positive buzz about him. Obviously, he has a similar trajectory as Mayfield. It was just always maybe a year behind because he was coming in a lot lighter. Uh, but – I mean, he started last season. They weren't afraid to start him. Now, who knows what they would have done if it was if they were playing not Middle Tennessee State the first week. But when John Runyon was out with injury, Hayes did pretty well. Uh, I think he I think there was a little bit of a uh, coming back down to earth moment the the following week. That said, you know, similar to Mayfield, he's someone that Michigan always viewed the ceiling you know, when they were, when they're kind of evaluating him, developing him. And I think they have a really good fill out the frame offensive line development program. And now Ben Herbert, uh, you know, he was kind of known for that at Arkansas and Wisconsin, his previous stops as a strength and conditioning coach, Ed Warner has been coaching offensive lines well before. I mean, he was coaching offensive lines back in the day when linemen were 230 pounds, you know, it's their final size, but, but at the same time, feel like he can have a big year Nico Collins uh whichever way you slice it he is someone that any whoever we pick at quarterback they're gonna feel a lot better with Nico Collins those are my picks uh, I don't remember who you had after that but um, I don't even know oh I took McGrone and uh yeah, Daxon yeah. Hill yeah oh I like those picks they're uh kind of wondering if you might forget one of them <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah your defense is looking pretty good arguably the top four defensive players. Yep. No, I thought, again, those are two. I figure I'd go heavy defense. I'm, I'm really kind of almost save for the fact that I feel like, and this is just natural. We were talking before we recorded, we did a draft article a few years ago and I completely forgot Mo <laughs> Hurst and actually got a pretty comical message from him. Not long after we published the article about where he was, uh, where he ended up being drafted. So there's always going to be a guy that slips through the cracks in these types of things, but right. mo- more than more, more than anything, I, I feel like I'm just kind of aiming for best player available. The guy I think is just the top player. Yep. So then I had um, Brad Hawkins, Quiddy Pay, kind of the the counter to Daxton Hill and Aiden Hutchinson, two guys who did really well in the eyes of pro football focus. I mean, Brad Hawkins was, I don't think it gets discussed enough. He was a first team, all big 10 player for pro football focus last year. Sure. And then Quiddy pay. I think he's like the number 19 defensive lineman in the country entering this year, according to the same site. So not that they're the only site to, that, that matters, but, but you know, they do a really nice snap by snap job evaluating defensive players. And then the rounding out who I have, I, I took Ronnie Bell. So I, I feel pretty good about my receiving core. I know you took Dallas Jackson early. Nick Eubanks, another another kind of safety net type player. Uh, you know, my quarterback, whoever I pick, they'll be pretty happy. And then Mike Barrett, 
little surprised I ended up taking him this early, but I, I, I do think he can have a big year. The Viper position is one that's um, – yeah, I guess I, it might have been a reach, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But he's someone that, that can produce in a lot of ways. He can make plays. If I need to, I can throw him on the special teams. So some thoughts on the rest of your picks? I mean, I, I sent – just say I sent you the 30 for our series that's coming out here, and I got four of the top five guys I listed. So pretty – pretty happy with that i um, think i might have gotten four of the top five that you listed for the top six yeah sure um yeah i like you know giles jackson that that's a tough like the giles jackson ronnie bell is almost a little bit of a dilemma to me in that I, it's not as if i think bell has maybe reached his ceiling at all i just think maybe that jackson is a guy that has a higher ceiling and we've mm-hmm. already started to kind of see like flashes of that, you know, as a guy I think could be in for a really big year, you know, if things, if things turn out right for him. So um, that's kind of why I went, I believe I picked Jackson before bell. And I, that, yep. that was, that's sort of my logic. Uh, even though actually I'm talking about getting four of the top five guys I had listed, but I had bell ahead of Jackson, but uh, thinking but there's more something of, to be said for, you know, people, people draft on potential sometimes. Right. So that's yeah. So that was one where I did. Okay. So you can start us off in round 10. We'll do a few more here and then do another debrief. So I went with Barnhart. I'm going to have to go with Andrew Stuber. Okay. Okay. I am going to go with, uh, now there's, now there's a little bit of pressure to get some of these inside linemen, but I'm going to go with, Josh Ross, and then I'm going to go with Zach Carpenter. Yeah, that's going to be my pick. Um, I'm going to go with Hassan Haskins, and then I'm going to go with so – you have Charbonnet and Haskins? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yep, I'll take that. Um, so, so one of them is your offensive flex? Yeah. Okay. Might as All well. right. Utility. It's like drafting. It's like drafting David Ortiz after drafting Pujols or something. <laughs> you just throw him in that utility spot all year. Um, and then, oh boy, yeah, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Uh, I'll take Filiaga. So you have three offensive guards and two running backs in this eleven-person offense. Um. I mean Barnhart. Okay, I'm, I'm reaching. Sure. I'm reaching a bit, but Bar, you know their belief is Barnhart could play anywhere. Now he wouldn't be playing in his best spot by playing center, but I just I would go that route. And well, and not to mention Stuber's a swing. I mean mm-hmm. Stuber and Mayfield were in a battle at right tackle last year. So either way, I mean either of those two guys could swing to a different spot. I mean you could almost just count Stuber as a tackle pick. Fair enough. Want, so. I will say it's at the end of this draft, you're going to have to have two tackles and two guards, just like at, you're, you're going to have to fill out. You're going to have to be held accountable for your skill position, you know, bankrolling some of these running backs. Yeah, I'm, but, good. Um, I'm good. Okay. All right. Next for me. Well, now I'm starting to feel a little pressure with that offensive line. I'm going to go Nolan Rumler. 
And I'm going to go with Donovan Jeter. Ooh, that's a good pick. I will go with Mike Sainer still. And then, you know, I'm going to, I'll go with Eric all as well. I think, I think he's a popular breakout pick and I think there's good reason why. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's, there's a lot to it. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, I'm going to go with, well, now I'm, now I'm going to have to pick some of these people. (laughs) At, at positions that you already have the two projected starters. Yep. I'll go with DJ Turner and Chris Evans. We're going to take a quick break, hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back with the rest of the draft in a moment. Rise and shine, football fans. This is Susanna Fuller from Morning Footy, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Galazzo Network covering the breadth of the global game. Join me, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros, and guests every morning for the perfect blend of news, analysis, conversation, and exclusive interviews. If you love soccer, then look no further. We've got you covered for Europe's top five leagues, the W Gold Cup, the Champions League Knockout Stage, CONCACAF Nations League, NWSL, MLS, Transfer News, and much more. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe to Morning Footy. And we're back. Steve is on the clock. Let's see who he takes. I'll take I'll take Milton. Okay. And then I'll take Ojabo. Okay. Couple Let's high see. couple high ceiling picks there. Yeah. Yeah. Well now I gotta all right, now I have to actually look and see where <laughs> I need people. So I'm good at tackle. I'm good at well, could you probably use one more linebacker? I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with uh Taylor Upshaw and Anthony Solomon. Solomon's a good pick. That's yeah, that's a guy I would have been looking for there. Um so you don't get to play with the Viper, I don't think. Or you have to pick a true freshman. Yeah, we'll be okay. Um <laughs> Uh, the the rest of the rest of the line is pretty full, uh, so I can go. I mean, what do we got? Four D? Can I take four DL then? Right. So, um, or like two interior. So if I chose Mozzie Smith, yeah, and uh, I mean linebacker. That's a tough one, man. I know. So we've heard so. Michigan likes Charles Thomas. I keep hearing that maybe he's a year away still, but I almost don't really have anywhere else to go. I, I mean, I guess I have McGrone in the inside. Um, I'll take Nordine. Okay. Oh, all right. We're gonna do. I'm gonna do two picks. Yep. You'll do one, and then we have to we have to figure out <laughs> what these teams look like a little bit while we while we talk about them. So I will, I will take um, Will Hart and I will take, 
Well, part of this is to get a rise out of you. RJ Moten. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of banked that. I was banking that after you. <laughs> um, hmm. So just one here, and then we'll start back right. again. I'll take um, so I'll take Trevor Keegan. Okay. That's a good pick. All right, so while I put my team together, <laughs> which which picks are you feeling the best about so far? I mean, to be 100% honest with you, I actually like getting both Charbonnet and Haskins because I think they're both like players that Michigan believes are very, very valuable. Um, I like I like taking Eric All. I think that's a guy that, while Eubanks is a clear number one there, I think Eric All is a guy that's going to play a ton and I think is a guy that really I think could develop into sort of a red zone threat. You know, with the, you see a guy like Nico Collins is obviously going to get a ton of attention down there. I think All is the type of guy who's capable of maybe – relieving some of that pressure off hmm. of him we've talked a few times about how well all explicitly told last year that michigan believes all has the second best hands on the team behind nico collins um mm -hmm. you know so put that together with the type of frame that all has and the fact that he'll play tight end so he'll you know maybe be able to squeeze through the seam or be more of a guy in the middle of the field that can cause put a little pressure on the defense maybe take a little heat off of nico collins or just be a guy that reaps the benefits of nico collins not you know or you know receiving all the attention so uh, also i like david ojabo too i just i just have a really good feeling about him i know there's you know the story with you know he's still stuck in scotland sure actually actually know that michigan has basically been doing everything they possibly can to pretty much give him as virtual a what this what the rest of the team is doing as they possibly can from what i've been told michigan's belief is that it's not inhibiting his situation as maybe as negatively as they thought it would the fact that he's staying okay. overseas while this is going on not saying it's not i mean it'd be better for him if he was there why do you that's why he wants to be there but that it's gone about his, you know, Michigan again really seems to have mastered the logistics of the situation. Uh, they think that they've done about as good a job as they can in keeping Ojabo, you know, as ready, I suppose, as he could be to, for when he finally is able to arrive. There you go. All right. So as far as some of my picks, I'm actually pretty close to my full starting 22. Um, you know, feel real, feel pretty good about my offensive line. I still have one more spot to fill there, but I've got Mayfield, Rumler, Carpenter, and Hayes. I mean, four guys I think very well could start. You know, we're not quite sure what happens at offensive guard. There are four four people in the race, plus potentially Andrew Vistardis as well, um, and Joe Honigford, two players who who we might be sleeping on. You know, when we do our depth chart, defense feel feel like the, I, I probably could have prioritized defense a little bit more in those first few rounds looking back on it. I mean, I, you know, Kemp and Jeter, pretty good duo inside. Uh, you know, Quiddy Pay obviously is, is someone who could be an all-Big Ten player. 
went with Taylor Upshaw. I do, I do think, you know, Don Brown seemed to, to beam just a little bit more about him as a, as a pass rushing specialist. And then Ross Barrett Solomon, pretty good athleticism at linebacker. Obviously we haven't seen Anthony Solomon in a, in much of a linebacker role at Michigan, but seems, I mean, all, all three of these guys burned red shirts, if I'm not mistaken, to play on special teams. So guys who can, can make plays and Michigan thinks make play secondary. Yeah. I kind of missed, I didn't know you were going to take Vincent Grace so early. Otherwise I probably would have. Um, yeah, so DJ Turner, someone who could very well be a starter. Brad Hawkins is a starter. RJ Moten seems to be some building hype. Steven, your mind, is he a uh, potential or, or would you project him as the second string right now? Or does he have some, some ground to make up there? I think they haven't put the pads on yet, but I, right. I do. Well, they, I think they do think that's their expectation though. Actually. Uh, I think there's a legitimate chance that all three, I know there's been talk and we'll see. I think Morant, the biggest question mark because of uh, injury situation. But if Morant is a hundred percent, it would not surprise me one bit to see all three of their freshman safeties burn their red shirts this year. I think uh, Michigan feels really, really good about all three guys. And I believe they want to get them as seasoned as possible. Uh, Not only for, you know, because Daxon Hill has got at least another year either way. But, you know, and we've talked about this before, it's just, you know, any injury at safety right now, and they're going to probably – they're going to be throwing somebody out there who has little to no experience. Right. My, my right. sense is, and Moten being the main guy there, that they believe all three of these guys have significantly high ceilings or at least pretty high ceilings. So he might be the first one in line in that regard. That's based solely off of how they've looked in workouts. So again, you got to put the pads on. There's a lot more to right. what's going on right now, but I don't think there's. I don't think that's an unreasonable projection, at least as far as as things stand right now. Okay. All right. Now I feel a little bit better because. All right. So going into the, did I take um, did I take Will Hart there? Yep. I, okay. All right. So I have at least one specialist down. Okay. So I need a quarterback, offensive guard, cornerback kicker and then i then i have room for a couple flex players what positions do you still need i need another o lineman i think what i would do is probably i would have uh keegan stuber be my tackles okay and then i have philly fair i mean they're both yeah they're both i mean well stuber is a tackle yes keegan is a tackle stuber like i said obviously i you know i think looking back mayfield would have won that job last year anyway but it was supposedly a neck, 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 neck race until he, until Stuber got hurt last year. Right, so right. he's definitely capable of playing tackle, even though the strong, strong likelihood is that he'll play in the interior this year. So, okay. And then you obviously, I need a linebacker. I guess you have your two receivers. I do have two receivers up yep. there, two running backs, a tight end. So I need a okay. linebacker and uh, whatever else we just said, offensive lineman, I think. Okay. All right, you're up with one pick here. <laughs> um, you know, I'll take Andrew Vistardis. Yeah, I was I was actually going to take him and see how you figured out who played center. So probably nope. a good pick. That's that's why I'll take Vistardis. All right. 
I will take. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I thought I was up again. I, could, I wasn't. I was confused. Go oh. Ahead. So I will take Blake Corum, my offensive flex. Mm-hmm. And then I will take. So you have, just, just to be clear, you have Filiaga, Barnhart, Stuber, and Vistardis. Yes. Yep. And then Stuber. Keegan's your fifth offensive lineman? Yes, those are my five offensive linemen. Okay. All right. Just making sure that I didn't pick someone that was nope. probably taken. Those I'll take uh, – oh, I'm, I'm tempted tempted by a couple of the incoming offensive line. I'm going to go with Joel Honigford. Sure. I'll – I'll give credence to experience there. And then that was my second pick, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, okay. And then I'll finish by taking I'm just I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Ben Van Sumerin. Hmm, okay. Just give it a try. I was kinda of taking a yeah. shot at linebacker either way. I'm gonna just go with Van Sumerin. So your linebacking core is um McGrone. Ben Sumerin and Thomas? Yes. Okay. All right. I will take – so I still have a couple picks. I wonder if we got out of order or something. I'll take McCaffrey. Yep. And then I will take – oh. <laughs> you know what? We'll, we'll, go with the, we'll go with the all Zordich adoration team. Take Andre Selden. Oh, that's a good. That's a, actually a really good pick, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I still have to take Brad Robbins because I don't have a punter. Okay. And then I think <laughs> I that think I think you I'm, have one more. Maybe. Maybe you don't. How many have you taken? I don't know. Um, okay. but I took. Yeah, I have two receivers, two backs, five offensive linemen, four defensive linemen, three backers, four defensive safeties. I do not have two safeties. That's the one spot. Uh, I'll take. So it's like I, it's like I could really almost flip a coin here. Um, I'll take Sammy Faustin just because of ex- for yeah. experience. Sure, yep. he's a, he's in the projected two deep. All right, so I have I have one. Well, I have to take Jake Moody because I do need a kicker, and then I have one more flex, probably to be used on the defensive side of the ball. How about oh, – I'm, I'm tempted to bite on, on Julius Welshoff, you know, as a potential inside-outside guy. I'm going to go with Luigi Villane. Okay, yep. And kind of kind of complement that rotation with um, with Taylor Upshaw. He's someone who's, who's actually played a little bit more. All right, so those are our teams. So for me, for those keeping or listening at home, Quarterback, Dylan McCaffrey. Running back, Chris Evans with Blake Corum as a flex. And then Nico Collins and Ronnie Bell at receiver. Nick Eubanks at tight end. We're going to throw a lot. Um, Jalen Mayfield, Nolan Rumler, Zach Carpenter, Joel Honigford, Ryan Hayes as the offensive line. Quiddy Pay, Carlo Kemp, Donovan Jeter, Taylor Upshaw on the defensive line with Luigi Villane rotating in. Josh Ross, Michael Barrett, Anthony Solomon at linebacker. And then DJ Turner, Brad Hawkins, RJ Moten, Andre Selden in the defensive backfield with Will Hart punting, Jake Moody kicking. And then Steve, your team? So Milton at Q, 
have Charbonnet and Haskins at running back. I have Giles Jackson and Sainra still at receiver. Eric all at tight end. Uh, I'll try to left and right, left to right this. Keegan at offensive line. Keegan, Barnhart, Vastardis, Filiaga, Stuber. Uh, defensive line would be Aiden Hutchinson, Chris Hinton, Mozzie Smith, and then I believe David Ojabo. Linebacker would be Cameron McGrone, uh, Charles Thomas, and Ben Van Sumeren. And then defensive backfield, Ambry Thomas, Vincent Gray, Daxton Hill, Sammy Faustin. And then specialists were Quinn Nordeen and Will Robbins. Or uh, Brad Robbins. Sorry, Brad. Okay. Okay, so I think you won the defensive back draft. I think I got you at linebacker. Defensive line seemed like a push. I mean, I think we both got two starters – and then a couple backups that we think will be used heavily. Offensive line, it probably is a matter of opinion. I think I got three, maybe even four starters. You might feel similarly. Um, I, I would project, if I had to project now, again, I know I have Matt Tackle. I could see, I think maybe Barnhart and Stuber would, could be the two guards this year. Yeah. yeah I, feel I, like I, I'm, I feel like I'm, t- I feel like I got two. I believe that's actually what I projected when I did the depth chart recently. So no argument for me there. And then receiver. So I have the old guard. I have Collins, Bell, Eubanks. You have Jackson, Sane, we're still in all. Going to be really interesting to see which trio. Maybe we'll have to write this down somewhere. See which trio is um, more productive in 2020. You definitely got me at running back. I didn't didn't think you were going to take us on Haskins after you took Charbonnet. Yep. Um, and the then ball. quarterback, I'm, I'm forced to ask this Joe Milton for Dylan McCaffrey. What's the inclination there? Uh, I just started to look at the t- guys that I picked and felt like it's a kind of a boomer bust type <laughs> situation. <laughs> so I figure I might as well put a quarterback there back there with a really high ceiling. So, uh, that was kind of my, you know, again, not something I'm sitting – if you're listening like that, you really should read much into. I just kind of went with Mill, and I think, you know, I think I just kind of just decided to go with the high ceiling guy. Sure. Okay. I, I was curious because I, I, I kind of had assumed McCaffrey would go first, so I kind of assumed I'd have Milton, hence my receiver-heavy offense. But um, I think a couple positions where clearly there's going to be a contentious battle, hence why we didn't take anybody till later – I think quarterback, I think um, offensive guard, maybe not Barnhart because Barnhart went pretty early, but I think the, the other spot might be a little bit up for grabs. And then I guess those were the main two. And then in the defensive back, clearly there were a few starters. I think that the battle will be differentiating, differentiating between the backups you know, is it, is it Moten? Is it Faustin? Is it, you know, is it the freshmen or, or the, the veterans that are still around? So, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to post these online. Maybe we'll do like a poll or something and, and see, see what the fans think. And then you know, obviously we'll turn it into an article and have some discussion on the, on the message board about it. But hopefully you enjoyed this draft special. I, I can imagine for some of you, maybe it wasn't so fun hearing it, but, um, 
we'll post it online to, to add the visuals as well. Anyway, for Steve Lorenz, I'm Zach Shaw. This has been the Wolverine 24-7 Podcast. Hope you had fun. Hope you learned something. Be sure to check out all of our stories over at the MichiganInsider.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.